Welcome to To Every Generation, the broadcast ministry of Calvary Chapel Crossfields, located in Jamesburg, New Jersey, where we teach through the entire Bible, verse by verse, and make application to every generation so we can grow in our relationship with God. Tonight we're going to be in the book of Judges, chapter 4. As is my want, <clears throat> I usually open up with a verse from 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 11. Apostle Paul speaking. Now all these things happened to them as examples. And they were written down for our admonition upon who the ends of the ages has come. We can and should learn from Israel's failures. They failed in that they could not say no to their desires, and so we must not lust after evil things as they so lusted. I have to thank Pastor Vinny for opening last week with uh, just echoing these words, no book from Genesis to Revelation that doesn't have some impact on us. Um, now, I'd like if you could put the chart up. I uh, need to thank Bill for this chart that he sent along that uh, kind of illustrates the vicious cycle that's repeated over and over in Judges. We start at the top. Israel rejects God and turns to serve false gods' rejection. We move down to the right. God reacts to Israel, Israel's idolatry with righteous anger. Number three, God hands Israel over to the oppression of their enemies. Number four, Israel repents and cries out to God for mercy. Number five, God raises up a judge to rescue Israel from her enemies. <clears throat> and verse six, the judge dies and Israel returns to her idolatry. A, a vicious cycle. It's, it's repeated over and over again in the book of Judges. So now we're going to get into chapter four. I'm going to start just a quick verse, Judges 3.30. So Moab was subdued that day under the hand of Israel, and the land had rest for 80 years. <clears throat> 80 years, this was the longest period of rest that Israel had at that time during this period. So now we open up chapter 4. When Ehud was dead, the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. Uh, as we see in the last verse of Judges, they were doing what was right in their own eyes, but it was evil in the sight of the Lord. So in the chart, we're just about up there at number one. Israel is rejecting God and, and turning to false, false idols. So the, Lord <clears throat> so the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who dwelt in Harosheth Hagoim. Now, I'm assuming there's some Yankee fans out here. Um, we're going to get into a, a yogiism. This is deja vu all over again. Because if we turn to Joshua, chapter 11, verse 1. Now, now Jabin is, uh, is not a name. It's really a term uh, for the king of Canaan. More like, more like Pharaoh. So it's not his name, but it's just a term because he's, he's really the king of all these little confederacies. 
So in Joshua chapter 11, and it came to pass when Jabin, king of Hazor, heard these things that he sent to Jobab, king of Medan, to the king of Shimron, to the king of Ashnaph, to the kings who were from the north in the mountains, in the plain of Chinaroth, in the lowland, and in the heights of Doron on the west, to the Canaanites in the east, and in the west, the Amorites, the Perizzites, etc. So they went out, <clears throat> they and all their armies with them, as many people as the sand that is on the seashore in multitude, with very many horses and chariots. And when all these kings had met together, they came and camped together at the waters of Merom to fight against Israel. But the Lord said to Joshua, do not be afraid because of them, for tomorrow about this time I will deliver all of them slain before Israel. You shall hamstring their horses and burn their chariots. So Joshua and all the people of war with him came against, came against them suddenly by the waters of Baron, and they attacked them. And the Lord delivered them <clears throat> into the hand of Israel, who defeated them and chased them to greater Sidon, to the brook Mizrapoth, and to the valley of Mizpah eastward. And they attacked them until they left none of them remaining. So Joshua did to them as the Lord had told them, hamstrung their horses and burned their chariots. Joshua turned back at that time and took Hazor, struck its king with the sword, for Hazor was formerly the head of all those kingdoms. And they struck all the people who were in it with the edge of the sword, utterly destroying them. There was none left breathing. Then they burned Hazor with fire. So in this, this is about a hundred years later, we're in, the, we're in chapter four here. <clears throat> so Hazor has been rebuilt and the Canaanites, God has used the, the Canaanites. He's going to oppress Israel. So in verse three, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord, for Jabin had 900 chariots of iron, and for 20 years he had harshly oppressed the children of Israel. <clears throat> um, I'm going to be pulling some verses in from, from chapter five of, uh, of Judges, the Song of Deborah, because some of the, the explanations in here affect what we're learning in chapter four. So in, in chapter five, it says, in the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were deserted and the travelers walked along the byways. Village life ceased, it ceased in Israel. This is the oppression that they were facing. <clears throat> Nobody was on the highways. They all took back roads. It was, everybody was living in, in walled cities. Now, now we, we meet the judge. Verse four. Now Deborah, <clears throat> a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. And she would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the mountains of Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up to her for judgment. Deborah, <clears throat> a prophetess. There were other one, <clears throat> other women had been lifted up as prophetess. Miriam, Exodus 15. Huldah in 2 Kings. Anna in Luke 2. And Philip's four daughters in Acts 
21, verses 8 and 9. The name Deborah, I know Pastor Joe will appreciate this, means honeybee. Now, honeybees are very industrious. They're discerning. Their, their antenna contain 2,000 plates through which they identify the proper flower from which to draw the nectar, <clears throat> and they're also sweet. So the prophetess, uh, in, in Josephus, one of the, uh, a Jewish historian, not a believer, just a historian, prophetess, one that was instructed in divine knowledge by the immediate inspiration of the Spirit of God and had gifts of wisdom. She heard the words of God and probably saw the visions of the Almighty. Josephus said that the children of Israel came to Deborah to desire her to pray for God, to, to pray to God for them that they might be delivered out of the hand of Jabin. Now in chapter 5, we also learn in verse 7, if the village, until I, Deborah, arose, arose a mother in Israel. So in addition, she was also a mother. She wasn't a mother to Israel. She was a, she, she was a mother. She had children. Now if we <clears throat> move on to chapter 6. Then she sent and called for Barak, the son of Abinoam from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, Has not the Lord God of Israel commanded, Go and deploy troops at Mount Tabor. Take with you 10,000 men of the sons of Naphtali and of the sons of Zebulun. And against you I will deploy Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude at the river Kishon, and I will deliver him into your hand. And Barak said to her, If you will go with me, then I will go with you. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. Before we judge Barak too harshly, obviously when, when she said, hath not the Lord commanded. He didn't say no, so he, so he knew that the Lord had spoken to him. I believe that he was, he was waiting for confirmation, just as we found um, Gideon with the fleece. Nevertheless, Barak did fulfill, was faithful. So the, the use of this phrase suggested that Deborah is confirming something that the Lord already spoke to Barak. And there was other, <clears throat> other reluctant leaders that we've seen. Uh, Moses, uh, Gideon, we're going to see in Judges chapter 6. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1. Jonah, who God called and ran the other way. But when God calls, you really can't escape. You, you, eventually, you're going you're gonna to fulfill his wishes and, and, and do his will. So now in verse 9, <clears throat> and also at this time, in the past, it was always the, the, the Ark of the Covenant was, was usually with them when they, when they were at war and, and, and leading them. Uh, there is no mention in the book of Judges of the Ark. There's no mention of the priest. So it, it makes sense that Barak is looking for confirmation. He knows that that Deborah is, is 
it has the words of God in her and is speaking and God is speaking through her. So it makes sense that he's he's looking for confirmation. Again, there's no there's no ark, there's no priests that are that are leading them. So he, he's looking for the confirmation of the Lord. Just like Raiders of the Lost Ark. The Germans thought the Ark was going to be, that's it. We have the Ark, we can't be defeated. So again, he's, he's, looking for this, he's looking for this confirmation before he moves on. So in verse 9, so she said, I will surely go with you. Nevertheless, there will be no glory for you in the journey you are taking. For the Lord will sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Then Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh, <clears throat> and Barak called Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh, and he went up with 10,000 men under his command, and Deborah went up with him. Now we continue. Now Heber, the Kenite of the children of Hobab, the father-in-law of Moses, had separated himself from the Kenites and pitched his tent near the Terebinth tree at Zamnam, which is beside Kadesh. Now the Kenites, these were descendants of Moses' father-in-law. We saw in Judges <clears throat> chapter 1 that they had traveled with the Israelites into the Promised Land and they had worshipped Yahweh. This fellow here in his, his group had separated himself <clears throat> from from the other Kenites, and he was, he was kind of changed sides here. And they reported to Sisera that Barak, the son of Abin, Abinoam, had gone up to Mount Tabor. So Sisera gathered together all his chariots, 900 chariots of iron, and all the people who were with him, from Hereshith Hegoim to the river Kishon. <clears throat> so Haber dropped a dime on the Israelites. He, he, he thought he was setting them up. He went to Sisera, gave them information. But as we see all the time, there's nothing that God hasn't foreseen. This is all part of the plan. He, he, he played right into what he was supposed to do. Now, Josephus, at this point in time, Josephus says that Deborah animated Barak, animated him to make descent upon Sisera, assuring him that this was the day marked out in divine counsels for his defeat. <clears throat> then Deborah said to Barak, up, for this is the day which the Lord has delivered Sisera into your hand. Has not the Lord, <clears throat> the Lord gone out before you? So Barak went down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. Now, <clears throat> obviously, until he got the word from Deborah, he was hesitant to come down from the mountain because the chariots of Sisera were no, he couldn't get up into the mountains. So he was kind of playing it, playing it safe at that point. But now, again, Deborah has, he's confirmed or he's, he's gotten confirmation. Deborah is speaking to him through God that this is it, this is time to go. And the Lord routed Sisera <clears throat> and all his chariots and all the army with the edge of the sword before Barak. And Sisera alighted from his chariot and fled away on foot. Now, this, <clears throat> at this, this is 
they, Sisera, at this, this season, this would have been the dry season. So he would have no, no qualms about taking his chariots out into the field. However, in verse 15, the Lord routed, in the, new, in the King James, the word is discomforted. And he brought about a, a raging storm. <clears throat> um, if we look in, again in chapter 5, verse 21, the torrent of Kishon swept them away. That ancient torrent, the torrent of Kishon. O my soul, march on in strength. And the horse's hooves pounded, the galloping, galloping of his steeds. Again, this, <clears throat> this is Josephus' take on the, on the battle. So the battle began, and when they came to a close fight, there came down from heaven a great storm with a vast quantity of rain and hail, and the wind blew the rain in the face of the Canaanites, and so darkened their eyes that their arrows and slings were of no advantage to them, nor would the coldness of the air permit the soldiers to make use of their swords. While this storm did, no, did not so much incommode the Israelites because it came at their backs, they also took such courage upon the apprehension that God was assisting them that they fell upon the very midst of their enemies and slew a great number of them, so that some of them fell by the Israelites, some of them fell by their own horses, which were put into disorder, and not a few were killed by their own chariots. This is the same <clears throat> discomforted, this is the same term we see with the chariots of Pharaoh when they were leaving Egypt. Now, so continuing now in verse 16, but Barak pursued the chariots <clears throat> and the army as far as Harashoth Hagon, and all the army of Sisera fell by the edge of the sword. Not a man was left. However, Sisera had fled away on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, for there was peace between Jabin, king of Hazor, and the house of Heber the Kenite. <clears throat> now, there might have been peace between Heber the Kenite and King Jabin, but there wasn't peace between Heber's wife, Jael, and the Canaanites. She had seen all the oppression upon, upon the Israelites, and she knew what, had they lost, what would have happened, and she, she was really fed up with it at this point. And Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, turn aside, my Lord, turn aside to me and do not fear. And when he had turned aside with her into the tent, she covered him with a blanket. Now this is unusual because this is the, <clears throat> no man would go into the woman's tent, only her husband. So this is already putting Sisera under a death sentence because that was the penalty for, for violating this, this trust, this, this woman, you know, the husband-woman relationship. Then he said to her, please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. So she opened a jug of milk, gave him a drink, and covered him. <clears throat> and he said to her, stand at the door of the tent, that if any man comes and inquires of you, say, is there any man here, you shall say no. So now he's asking her to lie. 
He's asking her to conceal him. And, I, and she knows at this point, she knows that he's been defeated. She knows that he's on the run. And she's just going to take a stand here. I know um, <clears throat> Pastor Joe talked about an ouch moment on Sunday. Um, this is coming to an ouch moment, which every time I read it, I say ouch in my head. Then Jael, Hebrew's wife, took a tent peg and took a hammer in her hand and went softly to him and drove the peg into his temple and it went down into the ground for he was fast asleep and weary and so he died. Um, gives a new main meaning to pagan temples. Um, it, it, now this is not unusual. The, the Bedouin women uh, would have been the ones who would set up the tents, take them down and do, do all of that, that housekeeping work. So. So she was familiar with the peg, and she was familiar with the hammer, and she knew how to use it. And obviously she did. Um, I, I just one, I missed one point. This, this storm that came upon Sisera and his men, um, now they would have been really confused because Baal was their god, and he was the god of weather and storms. So they would have been really confused when this storm came in the dry season. This is also the same region where Elijah challenged the priests of Baal in 1 Kings 18. So now, <clears throat> again, uh, Deborah had foretold <clears throat> that Barak would not get the glory that Cicero would fall to the hand of a woman. Now, <clears throat> and now in this culture, we saw in the beginning of Judges when uh, they, uh, King Adonai Bezak, when they, when they defeated him, this was a big thing that when you would defeat a king, he would, you would put him under, under rule, under, and he said, you know, how many kings were under my table with their thumbs and, and big toes cut off? So he wasn't getting this glory. Now, it wasn't, <clears throat> he didn't care. And I'm just going to say that we know that Barak is mentioned in uh, Hebrews 11, verse 32 and 33. And what more shall I say? For the time would would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, and stopped the mouth of lions. So we know that Barak is counted as faithful in, in all that he did in, in, this, in this venture. Now the last... The last part, this um, Sisera is sometimes um, translated into, into to chains that bind, which is really the chains that bind us is sin. So now, <clears throat> when he went into the tent and said, 
we're going <clears> to <throat> put a life application of what, what chains that bind, what, what sins do we have in our house that, that we don't want to get past the door, that if people come and say, no, no, we don't do that, we don't have that, we don't have that. It's just, a, again, a life application of, of what we, what's in our, our house that we don't want people to see that we keep inside. Charles Spurgeon, in one of his, uh, one of his sermons, when he was, he was speaking on, the sermon was titled, Sin Slain. It opened with, and behold, as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said unto him, Come, I will show thee the man whom thou seekest. And when he came into her tent, behold, Sisera lay dead, and, and the nail was in his temple. When Charles, in his Charles Spurgeon sermon, <clears throat> just as he, he equates Sisera as a type of sin and his boss Jabin as a type of Satan, just as Jael asked Barak to look at the dead body of Sisera, Spurgeon said we should look at sin slain by the work of Jesus, knowing he has already won the battle. Now the last, and then verse 22, and then as Barak pursued Sisera, Jael came out to meet him and said to him, come, I will show you the man whom you seek. And when he went into her, there lay Sisera dead with the peg in his temple. So on that day, God subdued Jabin, king of Canaan, in the presence of the children of Israel. And the hand of the children of Israel grew stronger and stronger against Jabin, king of Canaan, until they had destroyed Jabin, king of Canaan. And again, in <clears throat> just going back to, to Charles Spurgeon's sermon, one of the lines in his sermon is, right through the brain of all thy sins, the hammer has driven the nail of Christ's grace. And he ended his sermon with these words, come sinner, come. Nay, do you say you cannot come? My sins, my sins, come, and I will show thee thy sins nailed to the cross of Christ. But I must not come, says one. I have so hard a heart. Come, and I will show thee thy heart, hard heart dissolved in a bath of blood divine. Oh, but still thou sayest, I dare not come. Come, and I will show thee those fears of thine lulled into eternal sleep, and thy soul resting on Christ shall never never need to fear again. For thou shalt be, be in his time, his, his in life and death, and his in an eternity of bliss. May the Lord add his blessing now for Jesus' sake. Amen. Let's pray. You've been listening to To Every Generation from Calvary Chapel Crossfield. We're located at 15 Half Acre Road in Jamesburg, New Jersey. We meet for Bible study Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service begins at 10.30 a.m. On Sundays, we have children's church for all ages in addition to infant and nursery care. You can find out more about the ministry here at Calvary Chapel Crossfields by going to cccrossfields.org. Thanks for listening and may God bless you.